You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,272, and this is our 1,585th interview. We've been on the air since March of 2009, coming up on our anniversary next month, and we're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California. We're here today with Roy Deckel, excuse me, co-founder and CEO of Set Schedule. The fastest growing real estate tech company in California, as rated by Inc. Magazine. They're committed to helping their clients achieve greater business success. Set Schedule provides an easy to use suite of SaaS solutions designed to meet the evolving needs of real estate professionals. I'm excited to have Roy Deckel back on the show. You might remember that he was on our show earlier this year in 2020. He's one of Irvine's most unique innovators, and it's going to be great to talk to him again. Roy, thanks for being back on Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you for having me. Super of, excited. Of course, I'm super excited. So let's let's just ask you, of all the industries as an innovator and entrepreneur you could have selected, why did you pick the real estate industry? Ooh. I think the industry picked me. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, Tell me more. Okay. All kidding aside. Well, I think I do. I do feel that. But now, I think that uh, the real estate industry is is a very, very big, confused industry. I think it's the biggest confused industry on the planet. It's a tremendous amount of properties transactions that take place, tremendous amount of licensed professionals. And I think that it's so confused because there are so many good people entering the space thinking, you know, coming with different preconceived notions and beliefs right. and, uh, and experience different uh, outcomes. And obviously, it goes without saying that we crash into the industry based on, 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 based on a problem and based on a need and based on a solution that we came up with. Right. But ultimately, I think that we, we I know that we picked this industry because of, of the complexity, the size, and, and, and the fact that it's so ripe for adaptation by the end users, by the professionals, by the consumers. So there's other entrepreneurs that are listening to this show, either live on iHeartRadio app or maybe OC Talk Radio, later as a podcast, or maybe watching the video. Hi, if you're watching us on the camera. Would you recommend this industry to other entrepreneurs who might be listening to us? That's a phenomenal question. You know, I have to split it at two. Uh, I have from the entrepreneur startup businessman and wants to either come up with a new innovative uh, tech product. Absolutely, yes. Obviously, I assume you're absolutely ready for all of the challenges, right? It's it's a, like I said, it's a phenomenal large industry that is ripe for adaptation of new products, new tools, new solutions, new 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 new, um, new technology. I don't want to call it dinosaur, but there are certain elements of the industry that's a little bit dinosaur-like. So tech is very very much welcome, in my opinion. Right. There's a lot of paper in the real estate yeah, industry. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's a lot of document management and, and transactional management software out there that Zillow acquired, that, that other companies, other startups are building, but. The second part of the answer would be if you are thinking or entertaining the concept of being an entrepreneur in terms of a real estate professional, specifically a real estate agent, uh, I would absolutely say no. I would say no. No if you're not ready to be an entrepreneur. No if you're not ready to deal with all of the challenges that a restaurant owner would have. No if you think it's easy. No if you think you can make it so well part-time doing full-time. I mean part-time earning full-time you know, income. Well, so that. it goes on and on and on. But that, that's kind of like the split. It's extremely difficult to be a realtor. I have all the respect in the world, in the world for 
you know, real estate agents and brokers and teams and sure. what have you. And, and not as just that, mortgage brokers. I mean, the entire scope of professionals in the space of real estate, but it's extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it because you're involved in it every day with set schedule and the products and services that you're offering to the clients. So according to Tom Ferry, 87% of real estate agents fail building on what you just talked about. Right, Roy? Wow, how great. I love that segment. There was <laughs> One thing leads to another. Why do you think so many people see real estate as a catapult to maybe making more money? You said uh, making full-time money while working part-time, which seems like a great thing if you can get away with that, but maybe not an unrealistic or realistic dream. So why, why do you think so many people see this as such an attractive industry? Publicity. Publicity and noise. I think this industry uh, has this inherent historic perception that it's easy, that it's open to everybody, that all you need to do is to get a license and make millions, right? Especially here in Orange County. I mean, you're talking about what an average or median price house. I mean, price price point of seven hundred thousand dollars. You translated tens of thousands of dollars of commissions. Right. How many of those it, you have to sell in a year, right? Yeah. But but what they don't tell you, and that's what Tom Ferry focus focuses effort and obviously mentorship training and development is that when you enter the space, this is not a part-timer, hobby, guest, still, you know, fake it till you make it kind of relationship. I mean, if you do that, you will fail. I mean, there are a lot of statistics out there where, you know, I mean, I don't remember the statistics, I don't want to just say it, but usually there's a, there's a high churn in a year and a half uh, benchmark. So if you get into the space, uh, you need to really understand, be prepared to fail. You need to be prepared to compete. You need to prepare to invest in yourself. You need to prepare to lose. You need to prepare to spend money. You need to prepare to be frustrated. You need to prepare for rejection. The reality of it is that there's tremendous amount of publicity around the quote-unquote ease of use, meaning, you know, it's, it's a great, it's almost like work from home get rich quick scheme okay uh, get your license do it part-time do this while you're doing this and become an agent and that's just that's just just a smoke and mirror right mm-hmm. uh the reality of it at the top percent puts i mean you know spits blood and tears and and then they work hard uh to to differentiate themselves to position themselves in in the farmed area in a specific location and that's why you see 80 plus percent that churn usually within the first couple of years yeah, that's a, that's a very high mortality rate for the real estate agent professionals, right? And yeah, so, absolutely. Roy, you've done a nice job of painting somewhat of a realistic picture, I guess, for that industry. But if you're undaunted by what Roy Deckel said, then if you want to join the real estate industry, more power to you. You may want to consider using Set Schedule Platform to help you get uh, prospects and leads. But let's move on. You have 26 patents It's Set Schedule. And I'm wondering, how do these help you set you apart from your competitors or differentiate you in the marketplace and you know for those that maybe don't have patents or would like to get a patent from your experience with 26 of them is it hard to get patents and maintain them right so so so, so first off of this beautiful disclosure we had patent with, with 26 claims we just issued a second patent with 21 additional claims and we're going to a okay. third patent so but but it's absolutely difficult it it's absolutely expensive and it it's it's it is important it's part of your money drain that you need to have as part of your business. The patent doesn't differentiate what you do for your clients and what you do for for the industry and and I don't want to sound grand, but socially speaking, what your vision is to what the, the problems you want to fix. Yes. Right. The patent will not fix the problems you want to fix. So your focus as an entrepreneur needs to be in solving the problem for your customers and your users in the industry. Right. Uh, but what differentiates us, and that's what differentiates us, the way we solve a big, big big, big problem. But, but 
outside of expense, uh, uh, it's not extremely easy to get the patents. I believe that our attorneys quoted us that 30% of companies are able to successfully obtain a patent, mm-hmm. I mean, a single patent. Right. So we, I guess we're lucky and we're fortunate. And I think it's a validation that we are proprietary. So obviously, I'm, it's not a commercial space, but I'm very excited about everything we do for the industry. So, you know... Maybe not everybody heard your previous interview here on Critical Mass Radio Show, so it might be a good time, Roy Deckel, co-founder and CEO of Set Schedule. What is it that you do? <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Well, I figured you <laughs> I'm knew. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm excited to have a commercial space here. I mean, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, look, it, our, our core product, we call it a referral radar. We're basically a technology company that addresses the real estate professional marketplace. What we have, we basically have an agnostic marketplace that that's the primary go-to core product that we, uh, that we have that, as I said, is called uh, the referral radar. That marketplace aggregates actually leads from multiple sources in real time, uh, very well-known names such as homes.com, realtor.com, really tracks, zilla.com, Facebook, all of the names are basically aggregated. All these leads are aggregated into our marketplace. And basically from the marketplace and our concierge services, what happens is that our users, which are real estate agents and brokers, are able to go and search in their specific zip code, in their specific area, they're able to search and see what kind of opportunities and leads they have there in real time with no need for long-term commitments. They're able to do it on the go and are able to start basically develop a certain trend where the system start to recommend specific uh, uh, leads to them. So it's a very intuitive marketplace that allows the average Joe that doesn't have millions of dollars, right, to get to a, to an app and within five minutes be on the phone with a homeowner, whether it's a real estate investor, whether it's a buyer, whether it's a renter, whether it's a seller. Okay. That's the, that's a concept. And on the flip side, obviously, we are addressing the consumer side, meaning the real estate shopper, I mean, the home shopper, the home buyer. We actually address them where we basically cultivate wherever they came from, whether it's from Zillow.com or Realtor.com, they end up going to set schedule. It's kind of like Amazon, if you will, right? It's the open marketplace. And right. from there, we as a company provide concierge services to the home shopper. So we basically earn their loyalty uh-huh. to our users, to our real estate agents. Agents and our real estate professionals, by virtue of providing them solution and immediate, easy way to schedule their time and connect with multiple agents. So you did a nice job of explaining your business model, and I have to ask you, as a co-founder, is this the original business model that you and your partner set out to develop, or did you pivot a couple times? How did you end up here? Is this where you envisioned when you started it, or is this where you evolved to? So it's a very good question, and the answer is yes. That's where we started. That's where we wanted to be. And I, I just ended earlier chat this morning, and, uh, and, and, we, and, and, and I said the same thing. We came up with the name Set Schedule not because we wanted to be a calendar company, right? A calendar technology company. We wanted to simplify the professional process of building business. I mean, building building your book of business, mm-hmm. and and we wanted to make sure that your schedule is efficient, is managed efficiently by technology, right? And starting with our agnostic marketplace that aggregate all of this leads information. So that's how we started with naming the company. And that's how we started in terms of our uh, vision for the application and the desktop app. Um, in the process, we tried to pivot a couple of times. And the funny thing is that we always reverted back to what we had in place day one. Pivoted all the way around back yep. to the starting point, huh? What a good story. Thank you, Roy. So I've got to build on that. I know that you're leveraging technology, specifically artificial intelligence, machine learning within set schedule. I'm wondering if you could explain the impact and help me to understand 
how you're using that without getting too deep on the technology. But at a general <laughs> level for CEOs and business owners out there, how is it benefiting your business model? How are you leveraging it? Right. And that's a great question. So we basically just tried to visualize the beginning of a journey between a home shopper and a real estate professional where a home shopper probably went to one of the 20 websites to submit their information to get more info from an agent or to connect with an agent. And then you have the real estate pros that are consistently looking for additional uh, leads and additional deals, right? So basically what we obsess over is maximizing all of the tools we have at our disposal and our capabilities to basically translate this human behavior right into into studies right into 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 a technologically based studies that say this agent for example in Irvine usually take uh, um, uh, really do track investor leads for condos in the, in, in the price point of 500 600 700 thousand dollars and usually that user comes back and take that type of leads usually on a Tuesday Wednesday right okay now like you said without getting too deep into the you know into the code and the concept basically we then identified a trend that 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 user that real estate pro is possibly should probably be recommended a specific style or a specific set of, of leads based on their, based on their better behavior record, pattern, right. yeah, yeah. pattern. I mean, user 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 experience pattern, right? Or user acquisition pattern. And on the flip okay. side, from the hope shoppers, we actually have kind of like an interesting studies and psych- psychological analysis where we have questionnaires and conversations with our uh, home shoppers and, 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 and we kind of like study the ins and outs of what would be a good fit for a home shopper, whether it's a style or a type of an agent, type of personality, you know, a certain seasonality is a time okay. frame, you oh, know, wow. when would be a good time to talk. So we, we, we pull it into a tremendous amount of data center and, and data, you know, warehouse, if you will, and we right. start to create codes around it. It's very nerdy, but it's it's fun. It's excitingly nerdy. And the thing that I would imagine from having other technology CEOs on in this area, not in the industry, but in AI and machine learning, the more data you're getting, the more powerful the engine is for you to do the matching and etc right so it's mm-hmm. that the longer you do this the stronger your tools are getting to help the company absolutely it's extremely fascinating to to see how constant growth and study of a data allows you to be more important and really better better the, the experience for for people When did you decide to incorporate these technologies into the platforms was this again day one with your partner or was this something that you went aha we think we could use this to improve our product and no. user experience. We did it when we realized it's important to raise money and we have to have all the sound bites, AI, machine learning, <laughs> artificial intelligence, right? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes, yes. And now we just created the audio copy that proves it, ladies and gentlemen. Artificial intelligence, machine learning. Put that in the uh, summary, too, please. Let's get that out there. All right. Roy yeah. Deckel, a few more questions in a few more minutes with you. Is that okay? Sure. All right. I've heard you've decided not to take venture capital. Interesting technology, co-founder, fast-growing. But anyway, why did you choose this path? You know, it's it's it's. I see it as a fun question and maybe also a tough question, but because the answer is not user-friendly, but um, subliminal. I mean, not subliminally. Sorry, subjectively speaking, personally, I just first off, we like our independence. We believe that we make the best decision for our customers and we make the best decision for our employees, our staff members, our shareholders, our option holders. And in many instances, money managers that work for 
1% management under, you know, asset under management fee and 10% on the upside. But basically the 1 in 10 or the 2 in 20, if everybody's familiar with, uh, usually these money managers don't have the same, uh, their, their expectation alignment uh, is not there, mm-hmm. right? And and obviously the proof is in the pudding. I mean, half a percent of startup, startups that got funded are successful. Most of them are basically, most of them implode because you can't artificially inflate air into a balloon at a certain speed and expect it to just stay intact, right? I mean, it, it just, if it makes any sense, right? So whether it's time horizon or growth speed or, 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 or certain risks that you could or should take with your business in order to solve a problem, right? I mean, every month we come up with a couple of initiatives that will translate to development and would translate to maybe sales risk, but we do it because we know that our customers need it. The question is, can we afford to offer it, right? And in many instances, when you have a strategic partner that is very antsy on the trigger, it has to show a certain liquidity value in a very short time span. And yes, they're all going to tell you that they can stay with you until you turn 70, but that's not true. Okay, they have to have a liquidity event in order for them to earn their 1 in 10 or the 2 in 20 right, upside. They, they need to get out. That is not going to match your founder's passion and your customer's need. And that's why we prefer to shy away from uh, venture capital. Now, that's specifically to venture capital. When you grow bigger and you deal with public market or private equity and you get more patient uh, investors and are not early stage investors, then things change a little bit and they're a little bit more patient, uh, if you will. But I mean, I think that, that venture capital is very tricky. So it sounds like to me, if I could put it in one word, it's focus. Yes. That you and your partner want to focus on the organic growth of the business. And it sounds like it might be a distraction to have outside voices in the business at this point. Focus, time horizon, value add to consumers. Mm Mm-hmm. That's Roy Deckel speaking here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. We're talking about his company, Set Schedule, which I said at the open by Inc. Magazine is the fastest-growing real estate tech company in California. And that's saying something, baby. This is a big state here in California, right? <laughs> All right. Well, so. also nationally, just so you know, we're the fifth fastest largest, uh, fastest growing company in, in, in the nation, 196 company in all industries, and there's more to come. Best workplaces, multiple years locally and nationally. So, Well, there you go. If someone would like to learn more about Set Schedule, how do they find you online? SetSchedule.com. Could you spell that? <laughs> Your schedule is set. If it's that complicated, just go to set.xyz. Set. S-E-T dot X-Y-Z. There you go. Well, thank you for coming back on the show and kind of doing a tour de force of different questions that I didn't get a chance to ask you on the first time through, but I really wanted you to come back and share a little bit more about what's making the company so successful. So I really appreciate your time. Thanks for being a friend of the program and a part of the Critical Mass community, Roy. Thank you for everything. Pleasure. Of course. And i also like to thank our engineer, Mr. Paul Roberts, and our three producers without whom I could not do this show each and every week, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and back in the studio, our newest producer, Vanessa Holland. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd say let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 